Father, America, a place that you have once blessed and now a place that you judge. How far we have drifted from your grace to an awful and sinful place. American middle fingers point at you in rebellion and defiance. Little do they know the end is near for self-reliance. May your people repent. And from there may we not budge. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we read in Deuteronomy 32, I think it's a great place to start concerning our country called America. Verses 28 through 29, For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. Julio 7, a dear sister in Christ had posted yesterday that she was walking in the park watching fireworks. And there was a young girl about eight years old walking behind her who was singing, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And when she finished this song with a voice full of passion, Julio 7 says she stated, I just love that song. And proceeded to sing again. And she said, Such joy in the Lord. This little girl sang, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Now it's these This young girl's light shining in Christ, letting her light shine, are are the only fireworks that I'm interested in these days. Why? Because it's these fireworks, this light, that is the only repentance that we have left in this land. Which means, sadly, that there is little light left shining. In this country. And I'll tell you this. Unless you repent. You do not fight for America. You fight against America with no repentance. We know that Jesus said in Luke 13.3. I tell you nay but except you repent. You shall all likewise perish. He does not stutter in verse 5. I tell you nay. But except you repent. You shall all likewise perish. And it's with this repentance that does not come ease. Often with this repentance comes affliction as the enemy tries to bring us down, tries to beat us in pieces, tries to destroy us, defame us. Affliction to faith is as fire to a forged metal. We must never forget this. We read in 1 Thessalonians 3, 3 through 4, that no man should be moved by these afflictions for yourselves. Know that we are appointed thereunto. For verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass. And you know, 
So do not allow the Left Behind series worshipers, the health and wealth false preachers to fool you otherwise. Allow our mutual faith to comfort one another when we are afflicted. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. This is how our faith is tried in the fire. 1 Thessalonians 3, 7 through 8, Therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. For we, for now we live if you stand fast in the Lord. How do we endure through the trials, the tribulations, and the affliction of this life? We stand fast in the Lord. It is then that we can see the real fireworks and celebration in our life. And while we are being afflicted, comfort one another. Because condemnation of the afflicted and those who are distressed is of the devil. The devil kicks us when we're down. Let your light shine in the darkness before others so that they may see Christ in their dark times. We know that the devil beats us when we're down. But we must also know that Christ attempts to pick us up. At the very same time, worth fighting for, a username on Gab says, by age 30, you should be smart enough to realize that no politician actually cares about you. Only your family and friends care about you. And I will tell you this, and this is something worth fighting for. Christ cares for you. Christ cares for you, my friends. Galatians 4.16 on Gab says, Good morning. Do you have any applicable scriptures to share with someone who no longer believes in Jesus because of the extreme abuse they suffered as a child? Well, my sister in Christ, the first thought that came into my mind was Joseph. Read the story of Joseph. Genesis 50.20, But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring it to pass that it is this day to save much people alive. Here we read of a story of a young man that experienced a tremendous amount of abuse in his life. Yet he had a faith that endured through it all unto a greater purpose. You too may have experienced a tremendous amount of evil and abuse as a child. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope. And God has purpose for your life, a greater purpose for good. And it's when we understand this good that flows from Christ that we will understand the difference between good and evil. Jeremiah 24.3, Then said the Lord unto me, What seest thou, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs. The good figs, very good. And the evil, very evil, that cannot be eaten, they are so evil. Here we see another man of God who understood the difference. He knew the difference between Christ and Antichrist. He knew the difference between Antichrist Israel and the Israel of God. He knew the difference between the wheat and tare, Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, Isaac and Ishmael. He knew the difference. And all I can say is choose your figs wisely. Otherwise, you will remain among those who are part of the delusion. Yeshua is king who has a profile page on Gab with the 
a demonic antichrist Israel star in it alongside of the cross. In this picture, we see the Christ represented by the cross versus the antichrist represented by this demonic star. As this person posts, Ron DeSantis, most pro-Israel governor in America, he will usher in a new era of Christian nationalism. In lowercase, he says, our God is good. He blessed us with this man just in time. And this is why we read in 2 Thessalonians 2, 11 through 12, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in righteousness. And it's these types of poor choices who make politicians gods that brings about a lack of faith My question is to you today on this July 4th of 2022. What is lacking in your faith? We must all examine ourselves, whether we be in the faith or not. And then if you are in the faith, what is lacking? 1 Thessalonians 3.10, night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. A lack of faith leaves us with a blamable heart that needs repentance. We all need repentance. Our faith is always lacking somewhere at some time because of our sin. And our heart is only found unblameable as we fulfill the great commandment to love our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Verse 12 and 13, 1 Thessalonians 3, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. RWS on Gab says, But please do not neglect the lesson in, cha- in this cha- the chapter prior to this which is to be wary of all Jews accusing them and treating them with suspicion and understand the curse upon them. He quotes our reading yesterday in 1 Thessalonians 2, 14-16, For you, brethren, became imitators of the church of God which are in Judea and Jesus Christ because you suffered the things from your fellow tribes as they also from the Jews who even killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and persecuted us and are displeasing to God and hostile to all men, forbidding that we should speak to the Gentiles in order that they might be saved, that they may fill up their sins always, but to the wrath, but ra- the wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. And we talked about this chapter yesterday. And yes, we are commanded to even love our enemies. Therefore, I will love them with the truth as I want, it. I want to be loved with the truth. Because I'm tired of all of the Antichrist lies, as I am sure that you are tired too. Many are tired, very tired. How is this so in this supposed great country, the greatest country in the world? Why are we so tired? I'll tell you why. Because the evil figs now rule America. Jeremiah 24, 8-9, And as the evil figs which cannot be eaten, they are so evil, surely thus saith the Lord, so will I give Zedekiah the king of Judah 
and his princes and the residue of Jerusalem that remain in this land and them that dwell in the land of Egypt. And I will deliver them to be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth for their hurt, to be a reproach and a proverb, a taunt and a curse in all places whither I shall drive them. Well, it's time, my friends, to feel the rain once again in America. The refreshing rain from heaven. Deuteronomy 32, 1-2. Give ear, O you heavens, and I will speak and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Put the fireworks aside, my friends, and feel the rain. Part of this rain is publishing his great name. And that is what I do by his grace, strength, and boldness. And I pray that you will do the same. Verse 3 and 4, Deuteronomy 3, Because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe you greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Unfortunately, America is in a spiritual drought that has entered into the physical realm. Verse 5, they have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. So instead of fireworks and false celebration, we might want to seek to establish godly borders in our lives once again. Yes, borders are biblical. Verse 8, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. And these borders, they make the divide between the good and evil figs, between Jacob and Esau. This is very clear. This is very clear that Jacob is the church, not to be confused with Esau. The good fig versus the evil fig. Verse 9, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. And when the borders are not clearly marked, we find ourselves lost in his desert. But praise be to his holy name. I was found in a desert place in my life. Verse 10, he found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. He found me in a desert place, in a howling wilderness. And then one day he brought me back to that wilderness to publish his great name. I became among the apple of his eye, and I now fly upon his wings by faith. Verse 11. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. And it's upon these wings that I'm led by Almighty God. And he always leads me to the rock of my salvation, Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Son of God. Verse 12, so the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. And it's America who has forgotten the rock. Verse 16 through 18, they provoked him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations provoked they him to anger they sacrificed unto devils not to God to gods whom they knew not to new gods they came up newly up whom your fathers feared not 
of the rock that beget thee, thou art unmindful and hast forgot God that formed thee. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the life. And woe to that nation and people whom God's face is hidden, who no longer can see this rock. Woe to the nation that is no longer built upon the rock. Verse 20, and he said, I will hide my face from them and I will see what their end shall be for they are very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. Such darkness are the children of no faith. Without repentance, the hope of light for a people is the light of hell. That is their only hope, which is not hope at all. Hell is real. Hell is real. Hell is real. Verse 22, for a fire is kindled in my mine anger and shall burn unto the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with their increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. America is in darkness. Neither this country surrender to the light of Christ or it will surrender itself to the light of hell as the 100-year-old Marine veteran recently stated while in uniform that our country is going to hell in a handbasket. Verse 28 through 29, For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise that they understood this and that they would consider their latter end before America reaches hell. Judgment will begin at the house of God. We will not go unscathed, my Christian friends, without repentance. Deuteronomy 32, 36-37, For the Lord shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants when he seeth that their power is gone and there is none shut up or left. And he shall say, where are their gods? Their rock in whom they trusted. So I ask you, where are your political gods now? Where are they now? Miss Nia Major BS on Gab says, at this point, we cannot hide from our political responsibilities. She says, Moses versus Pharaoh, political. Jesus and Pontius Pilate, political. Queen Esther and Haman, political. And she says, unless we forget the Garden of Eden fallout, that too was political. Well, I'll tell you this, sister in Christ, with political responsibility comes political understanding. Understand you this, John 19, 10 through 11. Then said Pilate unto him, speakest now thou unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivereth unto me hath the greater sin. Andrew Torba on Gab says, This idea that Christians should separate politics from their faith is a satanic trick. You want to know what happens when Christians are fooled into separating church and state? A Christian country is subverted by satanic demons from the pits of hell and run into the, and run it into the ground. Well, Brother Torba, my, dister, my dear sister in Christ, understand Christ's response to the government. Understand that the state only has power over the church that has been given from God. 
Jesus said, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. And it's this power that we must look to once again, my friends. We must put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Christians do not like to admit that God is in complete control, but he is. They still think that he that they have the power to take the reins, and God laughs. And so do I. 1984 on Gab says Jesus did a good job of ignoring politics. If we ignore them, other than what we owe Caesar, I think we have a better shot of being like them. Well, I'll tell you this, 1984. Politicians are pawns of Christ. He moves them. They do not move him. Our world responds to this idea of ignoring them and says just ignore them as they attempt a genocide and sterilization campaign on all of humanity and also molest children while attempting to turn them into Frankensteins by mutilating their Gentiles. But at least we paid our taxes. Somebody never read the story of Jesus turning over the tables of the money changers in the temple. 1984 replies that I have not done a good job of ignoring the current political nonsense. My focus has been more on the world than it has on Christ, and I want that to change. The distractions of all this have affected me. What I have found is that we are going to continue talking about things that we are not going to stand up for. Instead of inaction, I would rather fight for Christ. And I agree with both of these responses from our world in 1984. We must not ignore them. We must speak the gospel truth to them. This is action. As we look to Jesus, John the Baptist, and Paul, who did not ignore them, they were men of action. Notice that they didn't bring vengeance upon them. No, they brought the gospel upon them. And so should we. Vengeance is of the Lord. And as real as we know God's love is, so is the wrath and judgment of Almighty God. This is part of the whole counsel of God that we are commanded to preach and teach. Then we can rejoice with the nations when we preach the whole counsel of God and when we see repentance throughout the land. Verse 43, rejoice, O you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. But until then, my friends, judgment is coming. And until then, my friends, trust in the Lord along with the psalmist as we read today in Psalm 4, verse 3. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Call unto him today. While it is still called today. Verse 1. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this 
together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.